Welcome to day three of I Am Talks Camp Kaha at Challenge Road. Welcome along to day three of Iron Talks Camp Kirkar at Challenge Road. How are you going, Jumbo? I'm good. It's 2017. You missed the 2017 part. I'm, oh, have I been doing that? No, I have. Okay, I'll go with that. Hey, it is your birthday. We've got a little doggy walking past in the restaurant. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> some people aren't so keen on that. But, uh, happy birthday, John. Thanks, Bevan. Harold? 41. Wow. What's it like to be 41? I wouldn't know I'm in my 30s. You are going to be rolling over shortly. <laughs> About 40 in about six weeks. Uh, I am talk is brought to you by proudly brought to you by athlinks.com social networking for endurance athletes, extreme endurance, your lactic buffer, and our patrons. And it's name a couple Jumbo James, the Red Rocket Thomas. I think he was that him just walking out the door before to go for a run. No, that was David. Was it David? Was from it? Australia, from, from Sydney. Australia. Yep, David Locke. And it's toasty out there. Aussies will be loving it. Tell you what. Your, I'm sure your race plan's changing by the day. Just slightly, just slightly. Uh, so we've got James the Red Rocket Thomas, we've got Jeremy Special Agent Ryan, and Kevin the Assassin Hunt. <laughs> I never put two and two together, that's a great one. Okay, so today is day three in our Challenge Road kind of coverage. We're going to have a few more, ep- I'm not sorry. Camp Kaha, so you're saying Epic Camp, Camp Kaha interviews, I think I'll put three of those in today, and then what else are we doing today, John? It's 32 degrees out there. 32, mm. it's actually pretty nice, Forecast isn't it? Forecast for Sunday is 32 degrees, and it's going to hit that right just about when I'm uh, in the hurt box in the last hour of the run. Because what time, if you, have a good, if you have your day, you're going to come in about 3.30, 3.30, and it's okay. going to be 31, 32, <laughs> between... Three and four. <laughs> John said to me before, he said, look, if I'm out there on the run and you think I'm up to it, I'm willing to do an interview now because I'm going to have to run beside him. But, um, and he said, but look at my face to see how I'm feeling. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll quickly tell you uh, where to go if, uh, if needs be. So if you get a race interview, John was in a good place. If you don't get a race interview, uh, you know, where, where is that? So today what we're going to do, is, so John and I spent the day kind of at the media conference. We went along and checked out the media conference. And then we went along and we checked out the expert area. I've got to say, the expert area is pretty phenomenal, it's isn't it? Big area. Yeah, pretty cool. And then uh, we've got a, a few little kind of interviews that we've got at the uh, media conference yep, as well. And I also interviewed... I'll put it in today or tomorrow? Uh, you choose it. Brad, Brad Carterfield might be in today, otherwise you'll hear from him tomorrow. Okay, and then we've got just a little prologue interviews we've got at the um, media conference. Mm-hmm. But some, some interesting things come through in the media conference, I think I'll talk about this later, but ten, the rope brings in $10 million into mm. the rope region. Mm, it's fantastic. So Euro, I sorry, th- 10 million I, euro. I thought it was a, a the press conference did, <coughs> I mean I missed the first half hour I was doing uh, some interviews, but it was a bit more whiz-bang than what you'd get in, say, Kona. In Kona, the athletes are just sitting up the front and they just go, right, let's get this underway, and away you go. Whereas here, they had the music, they had the spotlight, the athletes oh, coming the in from the crowd, tell you. and they just um, pumped the athletes up more than they did 
elsewhere that I've seen where it's normally more of a, a questions and answers type uh, session. Well, they didn't so. actually even open it up for questions from the media. So, and what I did with the, that part of it, because it was mainly in German, like, you know, it was nearly two hours long and probably only 20 minutes of it was in English. So I'll edit out the bits that are English and I'll put that on the show. Again, it's pretty short. Um, and it's with Terenzo, Joe, and who are the two girls that they did uh, English with? Heather Wurtel and Laura. Laura Siddle. Yep. And uh, so I'll edit those out and put those at the very end because it's kind of you know, but then John and I hang around and we've got some interviews with pretty much all the pros that were there, so it's kind of going to happen later on as well. Any, any comments you want to make today before we kind of get into this? No, I think all the athletes are a bit on edge. It sounds uh, like we've had one injury within the camp, which really sucks mm. um, a head injury mm. with some tomfoolery, uh, so that's no good. But other than that, uh, I haven't seen anything of anybody today. No, we've been doing the Hard Yards podcasting, so we'll get into it right now, and we'll see you guys at the end of the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically put some pro interviews in, and then I might intersperse John and I at the expert area with some of the camp interviews as well, and then we'll see you on the other side of this. Daniela, um, just with regards to, yeah, um, so so you had some injury leading into this time, or what, what was the actual injury? Um, yeah, it was... Um Pretty much like two weeks before South Africa, I had uh, like a back strain um, and yeah, it was very, very painful. I um, was very surprised I could even do South Africa because at that point I was barely able to do anything. And um, yeah, and then it really, really uh, took a longer time than I wanted. Um, after South Africa, it was actually better for a while and then it, got, it came back in the training. And uh, yeah, it's been around for three weeks, uh, three months, unfortunately. And um, I did have, I did get to a point where I was thinking not to race here, and because I just saw I was running out of time. And um, yeah, un uh, now fortunately, since um, since I've been in St. Moritz, it's things have gone much better. Um, all like with all the treatments I've had, and now I've been. Yeah, back in training since pretty much five weeks. Um, so I was quite unfit and uh, it's really nice to see how um, my body reacted the last five weeks. Um, there's a big change from three weeks ago from Rappersville where I was still not pain-free and um, now I am pain-free. So that's a big advantage. And um, so I'd say like South Africa, I had a lot of pain, but I was fit. And now I'm a bit less fit, but I'm pain-free. So it's going to be interesting what's going to happen. Yeah, the, the race has been marketed almost as though you're going for the record. Um, and with injury, that does make it a bit more of a challenge. How, how are you feeling the pressure or the expectation? And, and how do you kind of approach this race mentally with that kind of, that it's been sold, that Danielle is, you know, Chrissy's turning up and all this kind of stuff. How, how do you feel about that? Well, it's um, definitely nice. I mean, that's, um, you know, Chrissy is coming and she was here last time and I really... Uh, I really appreciate seeing her in the, in the finish because, yeah, she's um, an inspiration to me. And, um, yeah, people saying that I want or will break it, um, that was never my words. I, I said I want to find out how fast I can get. And, um, yeah, if it will happen eventually, I don't know. And I, I definitely don't know if it's going to be this week. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of stopped the pressure for on myself after that injury. I Now I'm actually feeling less pressure than before. And, I yeah, I, I don't know either what's going to happen. So, um, for me, I won't do anything different to last year. Um, I'll go out and just give my best and and then I'll see what happens. For, for a pro like yourself, you know, Rote does have a history that's pretty important. You know, for you to keep coming back and racing this race, why is Challenge Rote so appealing to you? 
Well, the one point is um, just how how welcomed you are here. I think the, not just the organization, um, but also the the people here in Ruff, they're really, really appreciating that race and the athletes coming here. And that gives that family feeling. And I think that's one of the reasons also why I started triathlon, because when you, you, know, you go to a race as a junior, it's just that feeling of, um, yeah, you go there with a family and you race. And I really like that. And that's kind of reminded me a bit to my junior years and um, and the atmosphere is definitely one of the most amazing um, the, on the bike course but also on the run course and the finish last year I mean that was one of the yeah one of the most memorable things I experienced that cro- coming into that stadium and doing a little dance um, that was yeah one of my top top things I've had in my career so um, yeah I really enjoyed it. With, you tend to, when you race, you tend to build into a race. You know, you get stronger and stronger as the race goes along. Do, do you kind of race differently in comparison to course? And with what would be the tech that you're taking to this weekend with the course that we have now? Um, yeah, I don't think there's much of a difference. I, I definitely always try to build in it. I mean, the, the, the second 90k on the bike are much more important than the first one because that's where you can really screw it up. And it's the same on the marathon. Um, I normally don't tend to go all out um, from the start, but try to build up and see what's there. And I mean, yeah, let's be honest, we're never having like a super fast, you know, running anyway. So we just kind of... It's it's a matter of how you you um, get that best of the whole distance, and that's how I tend to to run the best when I'm you know building and building. Just lastly, you know the thing about you is you're quite dominant right now, and other than that time with Rennie and Kona, you very much kind of lead a race out from your own. Do you desire to have someone beside you? Uh, well, I've had lots of company lately. I mean, um, in Grand Canaria, then I had some. Uh, yeah, company I didn't want on the run, <laughs> but unfortunately there, there was some company, so no, I tried to not have company, that's always my goal. Just <laughs> keep them away. Yes. Hey, well, good luck this weekend, and we'll be cheering you along. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're at the press conference, we have Nils Frumhold here, he's won the race before, he's won in South Africa, he's won in Arizona, so what is different about winning in Rote as opposed to those other races you've won at? No, of course, as a German, it's special in to, to, to win in Hohmthorff, so uh, yeah, that's, that's the key. And as a, as a German athlete, there are three really big races, it's Frankfurt, Ross and, and Kona, mm-hmm. and winning one is always special. So what made you choose uh, Rote this year over Frankfurt or, or elsewhere? Of course, of the special relationship. It's my uh, fourth, uh, fourth start in a row, so after my win two years ago, uh, I think I need another day, or another good day, and hopefully, hope, hopefully it's, it's on Sunday. What, what was the difference the year you won, as opposed to, say, last year? Oh, the really big difference is that there are no Jan Frodeno, <laughs> so it's, it's, for me it's a race for, for, for the win. Yeah. But um, the, the contenders field is closer than last year, so a lot of a lot more people are uh, are, are able to to, to 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 be on the podium. So yeah, so on a good day I can win. On a bad day it's maybe just top top five, top six. What what do you think the impact of the new run course will be on the times? I think the run course looks looks slower because it's more decent Mm -hmm. and i think it's not so easy to run like like the old one so it's it's supposed to be 
uh, slower. Mm. What's your plan for the rest of the year? Uh, directly after Ross I go to, to St. Moritz, so I try some attitude training and that's my final block for Kona and of course Kona is my big goal for, for this year. And what else have the, so far this season, have you, what races have you done for your build up? For, the, for, 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 for Rote? For Ross, uh, I did Ironman South Africa in, in April and after I did a break. Um, and then I rebuild this with my win in St. Pölten, mm -hmm. uh, end of, of May, and I did uh, European Champs 70.3, and both, both uh, races went well, so I think it, I'm on a good way. Fantastic, all the best for your race. Oh, thanks. I've got the lovely Yvonne Van Vluken next to me right now. You, 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 I was, we interviewed you a while ago, and you were talking about how, you know, Kona's not really your buzz anymore, or, you know, and that you just you decided you didn't really love that race and you kind of, I think you were saying you had the epiphany that I just want to do races I love. Yes. You, you keep coming back to this race, so what is it about this race, no, you've won it three times, but what is it about this race that is so appealing? Well, it's exactly what you say, I just love this race. It was 10 years ago, was my first long distance race and it was here in, in Roth, so um, this race is the event for me where my long distance career, where it started, right? So I've been doing uh, triathlon since, uh, since 2000, so that's a long time ago, but my first really long distance race was here and that's why this race is just very special I, I remember like it's 10 years ago and it just it's it's like ages right 10 years but it just feels like it was just it's just not so far away you know I remember that I prepared for this race and that I was thinking about the times and everybody expected for me to go between 9 10 and 9 30 somewhere there and then you just do your first long distance race and I did a 851 and won the thing and yeah, it's just all the... Was it when you were doing Cosmo? Um, where was you and who else was next to you that day? Was it... Uh, here in... Um, Erica, was it? Uh, that was in 2000. Oh, that was the next year. Yeah, that was right. the next year. Because you got the record that year, didn't you? Yes, the yeah. world record in 845. Of course, the world record now is a whole different story. Yeah. Let's not talk about those times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, 2008 was with Erica Xomer because she went under the world record as well. Mm. But everybody well, it was two minutes behind me. It was really, I still feel kind of sorry. And yeah, <laughs> well, yep. Yeah, a lot of history and a lot of emotions here in Rod, definitely, and that's why it's great to be back. And just it's just a race; it's only a three-hour drive for me. And yeah, I have my friends and a lot of people that I know here. It's just yeah, it's just like a home race for me in Germany, actually. Yeah. Earlier on, you were saying you know you came down to New Zealand, you won Challenge Wanaka, which is pretty cool. Uh, then you said that it's been a bit of a tough year from that moment forward. Tell us what's been happening. Well, uh, until Challenge Wanaka, everything went good, and then uh, we we came back to Europe, and from then on, it's just we we moved. So we're still in Austria, but we moved to another home, and that's a little kind of stressy. I think professional athletes are very sensitive for changes and things, but um, which is interesting, really, because you spend your life moving all the time. Yeah, that's weird. Eh? We live we live out of of bag and we travel and yeah, I don't know. But it was just one little thing and then another little thing and then just all little things and then I got a um, I changed my bike position. What didn't really work out worked out for me. So and from that I got some little pains and issues and then I had a rip for eight weeks that was out out of place and nobody could get it back in or could get it back in. But then the night after a night's sleep it would be back. So I just 
yeah, little kind of like little injury, you can call it. I don't want to call it like that because I'm very proud that I never have injury, but I have to call it like that because it took like eight weeks for the pain to go away. So there was a struggle and just, yeah, just not in my normal flow and a little negative, I would say. Which is very unlike you. That's very unlike yeah, me. That's yeah. why I had a very hard time to cope with it. And uh, it's really true that people you always hear that like positive attracts positives and but it's the other way around and even worse mm-hmm. I think what I felt and even at one week that I only I think I only swam three times I didn't do anything I was just lying in bed and reading books and I was just very grumpy and my poor boyfriend he didn't know how to cope with it he brought me flowers like twice and it was just very weird for him and myself so just had a little rough time and I, I'm out of it now and I think I'm doing really well well, but still the preparation hasn't been as good by far and then three weeks ago at a race I crashed something I normally mm. don't do either so I still have some bruises and stuff and yeah that's that will be interesting on Sunday to see how I'm going to ride on uh, on my bars for 180 kilometers with some still some bruises and holes in yeah with with so you know like you know what it's like to go into a race peak and, and the mental edge that comes with that. So there's, with this last period where you've been a bit out of sorts, you've had, we would call them light injuries, and, uh, and you know, crash, what's your perspective going into the race this weekend? Yeah, you know, I'm very interested to see because I'm, I tr- I'm comparing it to, for example, last year where I put my peak focus on this race and I was in like the best form ever and I did everything to do a personal best here and uh, then it didn't work out I was on on, on, on my goal until kilometer 17 on the run I wanted to do a eight, between 8.35 8.37 and I was on that but then something went wrong and I well don't have to talk about that so but um, I felt awesome and now I just feel the opposite I feel good now so the last two weeks have been quite fine so I'm begging my energy and I feel positive and everything but uh, the preparation has been just totally opposite so it will be interesting to see to how it works out to go into the race with less expectations than I normally have for this race and um, I'm very eager to see what comes out because it's yeah maybe I can still learn something after I don't know I I stopped counting I lost count of all my long distance races there's so many well I suppose it's the thing isn't it is how do I find the challenge in this moment you know because it's a different place you're in and where is the enjoyment and the challenge of this place isn't it yep that's correct and I do think that um Probably it could maybe um, this crash could have been like uh, a positive thing because I feel rested, mm. and f- you know as well for a long distance race you have to be rested. So um, maybe I will be better than ever because I'm just more rested. I couldn't train as much as I would normally do, and um, you know, Siri Lindy, my coach, she always tries to keep her athletes like uh, rather undertrained than overtrained. Mm. So I'm definitely not overtrained, that's for sure. So she actually kind of liked. Uh, the amount of training that I have done so for her there's not yeah she's happy I'm just not because I'm used to just do more and stuff but yeah it will be very interesting and um, you know when I have a great race on Sunday then training is overrated (laughs) (laughs) just lastly um you, you said last year you came with a time of 3.35, 3.37, oh sorry, 8, <laughs> 3 would have been really impressive. Uh, do, you, do you go into this year with a time in mind or are you just kind of playing it as it comes? 
you know what? That's me. Huh? I always go in a race with a time oh, in really? my mind. Yes, always. I always have my time schedule ready and I, I'm counting and doing and always want to hit that under nine, nine hour mark, of course. And this year, I just, uh, I, I'm already very happy and satisfied when I can just enjoy the race and get to the finish line under nine hours would be really awesome. But further, I'm just not going to put any pressure on myself. And um, yeah, let's do it a little different this time. I'm not too, not too old to learn maybe something good comes out well uh, you were saying before you have the most sub nines yes, how I many do. is it yes uh, i have 12 and i hope to have 13 yeah. on sunday so well, I, th uh, I think you've proven in your career you're a very tough tough person and uh keep you on know. saying that because i i will <laughs> i will remind this in the race when i'm like feeling sorry for myself that my elbow is hurting and that my hip is hurting and that just I like the boy bevan yeah. bevan said i'm a tough athlete yeah. bevan said i'm a tough girl and okay I'm going to yep no you, you're different now you've got the proofs in the pudding mate well thank you for your time and good luck this weekend <laughs> hey thank you okay we're still at the press conference Torsten from tryrating.com is uh, just knocking over bottles breaking the place I'll be getting out of the way just to be safe <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Laura Sedell who is on the show for a third time this year oh, making lucky. all sorts third of records lucky isn't that good might be third time lucky well, <laughs> is this your second or third time here this is my second time in, in Rote, yep. yep, so first year last year. So last time we spoke, you'd come off your inaugural win at uh, Ironman Australia. Uh, what have you been up to since then? Uh, trying to recover as much as possible. Um, yeah, so last time was after Ironman Australia. I then relocated from the Southern Hemisphere, so chased summer and moved north. Um, spent a few days in San Francisco, uh, just catching up with Matt, my coach over there, and then back to the UK, a couple of weeks there, and then pretty much sort of the assault on the European race series. So um, the championship I did. God, is everybody bumping into it, distracting you? <laughs> did the challenge championship. Um, great race, not a great race for me, but a fantastic race um, as an event. Challenge turning in Denmark, which is brilliant, really good fun course. Um, then I've been sort of in Girona in Spain for a couple of weeks training and building up for this race. So yeah, it's been a it's been pretty hectic the first few first few weeks for sure of moving from southern hemisphere to northern hemisphere were were pretty mental and that on the back of trying to sort of recover from Ironman Australia and then travel and packing up my life again in different places. Um, but the last few weeks and stuff has been good and like oh, you always just arrive in wrath and the energy levels go through the roof and it's just it, I, I even feel like this year it's gone up a level from last year just the involvement from the community seems to be on another level this year from what i remember last year just the like the shops the you know the competition with the shops and the food truck competition which i'm a little bit gutted about because we don't get to experience that during the race but it would be cool um and it's just, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, just an amazing race. I mean, you guys have been here on camp, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I've been seeing the photos at the, the, for, for the camps and stuff like that. It looks like we've been having good fun. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those unique races that you can't miss. So, just in terms of the race, you know, strategy-wise, how do you plan your day for this race as opposed to say maybe elsewhere? You know, if we contrast Wanaka, where you know you're going up and down a lot. Yes, you're going up and down here, but how does your tactics differ a bit on the bike, say? Um, yeah, good question, Nate. You know, I, I've actually had this discussion with someone. I reckon there's as much elevation here 
if not more, it's pretty than close. Those in Monaco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vic, sort of, Vic Murray always denies that, but I reckon it's about the same. But obviously, the difference here, the road surface is is pretty smick. It, it's super fast like that. So, um, how do I prepare? Do I prepare anything differently? No, not really. Um, you know, the, the focus has been on this race for the last few months and it's just about, probably had, the difference for this race for me has probably been more because of the amount of races I've done earlier in the year. So it's been, I've probably had a, a longer, I don't know whether it's a longer taper, but the the intense big sessions that I've done have been fewer and for more time in between to allow the recovery. So we're hoping that that works out to come into the race fresh um, as well as, you know, I've got the fitness, but it's just the fresh and not having that residual fatigue from already having done that. Oh, this will be my fourth long distance of the year. Um, so that's probably the only difference in terms of, uh, it's not really tactical, but in terms of preparation, just a little bit more lower key to get that recovery coming into the race. I mean, you know, um, it's just a great race to race and I just want to give it a big crack. You know, it's I had a great race here last year. Um, you don't want to think about times, but they do loom in your head every now and again. Um, I was joking to the other guys, I... I thought I'll, I'll have a look at what the British record is and go for that. But thanks, Chrissy Wellington, for being British. You are the world record, so um, that might be a little bit out of my reach for the for this year. But um, there's a few, I guess. There's obviously girls you want to beat or other competitors you want to beat. There's different time goals you have for yourself. But um, you know, at the end of the day, if I cross the line and I am proud of the performance I've put in and the effort and what's that converted into. Wherever that puts me on the podium, or wherever that, or should say, wherever that puts me on the race, um, you know, you got to, That's what you got to kind of take away. Do you, when you're on the bike, and I know this might vary from race to race, but are you actually trying to drop other people, or are you just riding your sort of game? Yeah, so that that's kind of changed for me over the last couple of years. I think, you know, when I first turned professional, it was very much about just me getting from A to B um, in sort of not quite survival mode, but just that sort of element. But now I feel, and the experience I've gained from the last couple of races, um, hopefully I've got a little bit more experience and strength and power and tactical ability to potentially have an influence on the race if the situation arises. So... For me, first and foremost, it's me riding my race, doing what I can do and, and riding the terrain well and how I know I can do it. But you always have to have a little bit of an eye on what your other competitors are and having, and I guess, making those judgment calls at the time of saying, if you are with other people, is this good for me or is this bad for me kind of thing? Or do I need to try and break away and get rid or am I quite happy working together for now sort of thing obviously you know the legal spacing and everything so you kind of take that into consideration don't want to get a drafting penalty over here do you do not want to get drafting penalties here and I think that's great you know it would be awesome if it was actually the 20 meter drafting as well like challenges done in some other races but I think the fact that they put the one kilometer penalty loop in um, is brilliant I actually think some of the some of the pros thought they were joking in the uh, in the briefing when they mentioned it and were like, no, that's for real. Um, so, yeah, you think about yourself, but you do kind of make those, you've got to be able to make those tactical decisions about, is this a good situation for me to be in? Um, and if you need to put in a few more minutes at that higher wattage or power to... Either, either maybe it's catching up with people in front or it is dropping people or using the terrain like so for me it's knowing which bits of the terrain I can ride well so if there was 
a situation, let's say, where I did want to try and drop somebody, where on the course is the best place to do that and where do I know I can do that? Or and it, so it's so so you you have to take all that into I guess consideration and that's you know, I'm still learning, but I do feel I've made a a step into that area in the last year from probably before just trying to ride the bike and get through, get get to the finish sort of thing. And we're gonna see a two in front of your run split? Oh, do you know what? I'd love it. If you see, if you saw a two in front of my run split, I probably wouldn't care where I came on the finish line. Um, you know, that's the aim. Of, well, the, the three out, that elusive three-hour mark. You know, if you want to be competitive with the best in the world, you've got to be running that three-hour mark off a good bike um, at least. Um, you know, I had a great run here last year, um, so I'm hoping that sort of positive energy stays with me for, for this year. Um, you know, yes, the run course is different, Conditions looking pretty hot now. On, on what was the conditions like last year? Um, I think there, I mean I think it wasn't too hot. I mean it was sunny, bit of cloud. I think maybe on the bike course, so cooler, so which I think sort of helped. And that run course last year is pretty exposed. Um, there's a lot more shade I think on the run course this year, which is probably going to be probably pretty beneficial yeah. given that the temperature keeps jumping up by about five degrees every time somebody speaks yeah. um, but it's rolling this yeah. year so you know it, the out by the canal it's that sort of compact trail so it's quite nice on the legs but it could be faster this year because it's on the on the road but it's the rolling terrain potentially that could work to my favor um, you know, we'll see what happens on the day. I would love to be getting near that three-hour mark for sure, um, and I think you're going to have to need to be to to be getting up there, even just even in this race, to be getting up near the, the pointy end of the field. Um, there's some really fast runners in the in the women's field, um, so yeah, I'll be smiling pretty much if there's a two on the front of it. But yeah, anywhere anywhere near three would be pretty happy with that. Fantastic. We'll kick some butt out there. We'll do it for, do it for New Zealand as well as UK. I What's going on here? Oh, we've got yeah, we've got My, some uh, uh, some greenstone, kiwi, uh, kiwi heritage, <laughs> or kiwi time from spending time in New Zealand. Fantastic, yeah. and it's good up. that there's such a great contingent oh, yeah. from New Zealand here this year. There's yeah. there's your group. There's um, I think the Road to Road group that I think yeah. probably from the North Island as well yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. So yeah, there's gonna. I've heard there's a hacker going on at the pasta party. We haven't been invited to that. We're gonna we're gonna get get amongst it. Yeah, good. I think it'll be amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Kick some ass. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay, we have one of the most consistent performers in road. He's won the race. He's won Ironman Frankfurt. He's been lots of times top ten in Kona. Timo Bracht, last race, and you are the best dressed man in the room. Yeah, it it is my last race here in Ross, and here it was also my first race as an as an Ironman athlete uh, year 2000. So as an, as a young age grouper, I think I blew up on the marathon. I was 64 overall. But uh, I was second my my age group and had a, had a Hawaii spot, so it is a really a crazy feeling to come back at the at the course and to the to the city where where it all began uh, years and years before. You always seem very consistent with your run. Is that because you ride very a very sensible race on the bike, or you just go fast on the run? No, I think it's it's the overall fitness and more more a mental game. And also, uh, I learned the last years that the nutritional part is is, is really important. Uh, the, the intake of your carbohydrates, how do you manage it during the race? How steady you go in the first? I think 
quarter of the bike part is, is a very, very important. Uh, and I had this uh, strategy from the beginning on. So I knew I have to, to, to race smart to beat the, the really uh, uh, superhero guys who have a big uh, engine. So, uh, and it paid off in the end. So, and also that strategy helped me in, in terms of, of, of my, my, my training because I, I can train year by year by year and uh, I'm not there with, with less injuries uh, because consistency means also that you're consistent in, I think, in your life beside the sport. So I had, uh, as a young, uh, we were a young couple, my wife, me and we had uh, the children really young so we have to to play the cards uh, more consistent and, and and smart to to have this lifestyle also as a, as a professional athlete and I uh, and I I knew that can work uh, when I be smart in training and racing yeah and that I think that was my key the last uh, 15 years so you said nutrition is really important how do you change your nutrition for road as opposed to say Kona uh, I think here in Roth, uh, Kona is, is really special. It is Kona is the heat and the humidity, uh, and uh, overall, uh, it is it is the same with the carbohydrates intake. You need uh, that's that special amount of carbohydrates per hour. <coughs> in Kona, is more uh, about the the, the hydration uh, and uh, the overheating problem. I think from the traditional part is is nearly the same. A bit more more intake of salt and uh, some special minerals, but. Overall, you have to, to, to play this uh, with the same. Yeah. And you've got your sponsors on here. We've got Mercedes, we've got X-Bionic, uh, Stata, Diagnostic, and also Laureus. What do you do with the Laureus Foundation? Yeah, Laureus uh, is a, a key partner of our, of our triathlon team, the Team Sport for Good. That means uh, we, um, we, we help uh, Laureus to grow in, in Germany and Austria and uh, Switzerland. Uh, because the charity thing in, in Germany is not so common with the, with the sport like in, in the US so we, we bring more awareness uh, to the to the Laureus Foundation and uh, help with our sport for good projects help uh, kids to 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 grow and to get uh, a better personality uh, due to uh, sport programs and and that's a very important part of our team, Sport for Good. And for me, after a long career, it's really nice to give something back, the, also the kids and the community. Uh, so this is your last long course race, but will you keep racing? Yeah, it's my last long course race here, here in Ross. And also in Germany, uh, um, I, I will keep on racing the, during the summer, some shorter races. And uh, perhaps I had a, a plan to go in September uh, last time over the long distance but it's a personal race for me uh, somewhere uh, the people don't know me perhaps <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah we will see but uh, I'm till the end of the year a professional athlete uh, and I will act like a professional athlete and uh, starting next year I will act like a, uh, a normal athlete I will also continue with training but uh, no no racing anymore yeah. and are you afraid of retirement? Sometimes it's a it's a massive change. So, what are your plans for retirement? Yeah, it is a massive change. But I also had in my career a lot of uh, projects beside the sport. The, the team, I'm the owner of that team sport for good. So I can work there with my agency as a director sportif, and I also um, uh, uh, build uh, with uh, with two friends. Um, 
a center for, for sports health uh, and uh, diagnostic and have uh, a lot of training programs to help age groupers uh, in, the, in the sport and they can visit my site expert.timo-bracht.com uh, uh, and also I do uh, events and uh, yeah, do speeches with my sponsors and yeah, main thing is inspiring people. So if you have the perfect race, oh, have you had the perfect Ironman race um, in your career where you've had the fantastic swim, the fantastic bike and the fantastic run? Yeah, I think it was uh, in Lanzarote 2011 uh, uh, because this race is meant really um, a lot to me. It's, it is tough, it's a history, a story, it's, you're outside alone, one loop. And I won it in 2011 with with the course record there. And I broke the, one of my idols when I was young, Thomas Hellriegel, uh, course record. And I think that was a, a perfect race on a perfect day. Fantastic and well done on a, a great career. Thank you. Okay, John, we've just turned up at the Challenge Road Expo area. Gotta say, it's looking pretty sharp, isn't it? It is. Plenty of stores and plenty of food as well. We've got a bit of a juicer happening over there. There's a bit of a queue at the juicer. And good service, Ollie, good super Mr. Sausage Ollie just went to take my bike for a little tune up and no charge for that, so we're liking it. Did they know who you were? Did you, they know? You scheme it even when they don't know who you are, <laughs> Newsome. Exactly, they saw the bike and they thought, I know whose bike that is. So you reckon we're going to get some deals? We're okay, game on, let's see if we can, what sort of freebies we can get. Okay, there's the challenge, so we're going to go up and have a look at some of the gear. Got some pretty cool gear here, it's a, tell you what, it's quite a nice area because it's quite spacious, isn't it? It's not like it's really congested all in one spot. Absolutely not, and I've got to say, it's getting pretty toasty. <laughs> if it's like this on race day, it's going to be pretty challenging. It is, it's going to be a challenge, it's going to be challenge rope there then. <laughs> We've just been at the media conference, you'll hear those interviews later on, or maybe you've heard them already, but um, just any thoughts from the media conference? I thought the best point was, I think it was Heather Wertel made, about how the communities get involved and they want the race to be here, rather than you go to lots of races and you kind of feel like you're treading on people's toes and, and the local community, are oh, you're closing their roads, but she said over here, she just says everybody embraces it and there's nobody complaining, and so it's just that they, you know, the pros do so many more races than us and they just say, different vibe here. And one of the things that was really interesting beforehand, before the pros came on, they had about half an hour of kind of sponsors and stuff like that. But they had the three mayors of the three areas who where the race goes through. And one of the mayors said it the race brings in 10 million euro. It's a lot of money, isn't it? It's awesome. Yeah, for us because it's a small town, isn't it? It is tiny. You got lots of towns around it, but Road itself is not a big place. Yeah, so pretty cool. We're going to go check out the expo. We might be back with some more stuff. We're going to go check out some Blue Seventy and. Uh, See how much free stuff we can get. John, I reckon I'm going to be... I'll need an extra suitcase on the way home. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been watching a tour de France, John, and I see they sell shampoo. Alpacine. So I don't know much about Alpacine, other than I think it's shampoo. It's caffeine, so your hair gets all excited when you have your shampoo. We've got a lovely lady here from Alpacine to tell us what Alpacine is. Your name first. Melina. And, and what is Alpacine. Alpacine is a caffeine shampoo with taurine, so your hair, your the roots of your hair get stronger, and you don't lose so many hair. Oh, as I'm aging, John, I'm starting to lose a bit at the front here. You're losing it. I'm going grey. Is it going to help my grey hair? And uh, no, your no. grey hair not just to get them stronger, but you can try to color them if they're grey. <laughs> well, what, what point do you start coloring your hair, John? I'm not going down that path. Are you going to be a silver surfer, are you? I am going to be a silver surfer. But you'll have lots of roots because you use your caffeine here. And where, where are you from? 
I'm from Germany, but I'm also half Greek, so. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, well. And uh, today's the first day of the expo? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so pretty low key right now. We'll pick up over the next few days. Yeah. And are you, yeah. Do, are you doing the Cannondale as well? Canyon. Oh, Canyon? What's Canyon? Never heard of Canyon? God, you're so out of the oh, loop. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> yeah, so you have to try to guess when you reach the 111 meters. So you can get on the bike and. Okay, okay. okay. wait, you get John. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. So he's yeah. got to guess when he gets. What You've got to guess when he yeah. gets to 111 meters. 111 meters. 111 meters. This is not going to be very long, is it? One second, I have Hold to. Hold on, wait. Stopping. Don't stop, 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 stop the pedals moving. He's getting a bit excited. <laughs> but wait, 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 what happens if I get it right? Do I get a new bike? Then, uh, no, it, a new bike, it's really difficult, but you can win something else, so. Oh, okay, ready? Yeah. Tell me when I'm ready to go. Yep, you can. 110 meters. What do you yeah. 111. 111. Oh, you go for it, it's your game. Okay. Put the brakes on when you're ready to stop. So, yeah. Go! 170. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you are not a winner. But you can get some free shots. Oh, He's going to get some strong here. What, what about the support crew? Does he oh, get... look at this. He's giving me some caffeine. Oh, look at this. Oh. I didn't just get the free one, man. I got the oh, real got... deal. Yes. And you can get some too. Awesome. Oh, Thank that. you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we start these interviews with name and where you are from. So my name's Ollie Jenner. Um, I don't really know where I'm from these days, but I'm living on the Wirral in the UK. Uh, but I spent a long time living in France. So how long were you in France? I was in France for 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so you did Camp Kiakaha back nine years ago before back we did. In the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I met you at the airport, you kind of said that. That was a kind of a defining moment in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Tell us about that. At, at that time, I was um, I had like a food retail business in France. Hence, Mr. Sausage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I moved over to France when I was twenty-one and set up this business, and it sort of did fairly well. I was fairly successful in the early days, and um, I absolutely hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I got no fulfilment from oh, my wow. work at all then. Um, so coming on the camp, I I met you, and we were having a chat about things, and. I thought, oh yeah, this guy's got it right. Um, other than the terrible haircut. That's when he the melody. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so I sort of had to reevaluate, and I thought, yeah, I want to work in something that I'm passionate about. Want to get extra fulfilment from my life as well. So uh, I went back to uni, retrained, and became a uh, a physio then. Uh, well, like for those who are listening, because often you know you get people go, I wish I had a passionate life. And they probably know what they are passionate about, but they're never really willing to take the step. Um, so what allowed you to be able to do that? Um, I think it was probably like a little bit of arrogance as oh, well. Really? That yeah. uh, I felt that um, I'd, had, I'd had sort of success fairly young. Um, not a great deal of success, but enough to think, oh, well, anything's possible. Okay. And yeah. I'd sort of been brought up with that attitude as well. Like my, my mum had always told me, like, you, uh, you can do anything that you want to if you put yeah. your mind to it. Yeah, well, was it scary? Um, it was, yeah. It was It was difficult at the start as well um, because everybody around you was saying, like, oh, what are you doing? You've, you've built something up. You're, yeah. um, you've got a safety net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're earning money and yeah. uh, you've, you've bought your house and all that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, to uh, to take a bit of a leap uh, leap of faith is, is difficult, but it was the best thing that I ever did. Yeah. Why? Well, because now I... Uh, I'm one of the sort of few people that looks forward to getting up for work in the morning. I get um, a lot of enjoyment from that. I uh, I never like, 
tire of going to work. Yeah. So, and that's something that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have made that change. Yeah. So triathlons have been a part of your life now for you know, obviously 10, 12 years or even yep. longer. Uh, what's been the evolution of triathlon for you? Um, so when I first started, um, triathlon's always been about working towards a goal, setting a goal um, and finding the best way to, to get there. Um, but I suppose as life's gone on, I've you go through many ups and downs and lots of challenges. And triathlon, whilst it stayed there, it hasn't been the number one thing in my life. Yeah. Um, at times it has been, um, but no. Currently, I've got a young daughter, um, relationships, and I need to find the right balance. And mm. I think that I've got a lot better at doing that over the last few years. Um, but that has meant that I, I got out of shape. Um, I spent four years where I didn't race um, went through some sort of tough times in my life and uh, it's uh, yeah it's about getting back into into that place at the moment so, so, you, so you say you feel you're in a place now where that balance is kind of correct as in yeah, I do now overall yeah. with triathlon yeah. what's the key to making that work um, I think that it's assessing what you want from life it's assessing what's realistic for you as well um, so for me I, I, I'm not going to qualify for Kona or anything like that um, so triathlon for me needs to be about um, staying fit, healthy uh, being a bit of a role model for my daughter as well like nice. I hope that she'll look back on things and say like oh my dad's done that that's really cool yeah yeah great you've been uh, a helper on the camp you do the massage on the camp yeah. what's it like you know because I know you helped you did John's camp last year as well didn't you I did yeah. yeah was it a full epic was it uh, yeah so first of all because I imagine this is full on but the full epic must be even more full on what's it like being a helper on one of these yeah it's both are different um, this one there's a lot more downtime yeah. um, people are around a lot more whereas on last year's camp, it was sort of like early morning starts, get up, load the vans, um, do like some supermarket runs, go to the pharmacy, all those sort of things. Um, both are really good fun. Um, both are different though. Um, I think as well, the spread of ability on this camp is, is a lot greater. Mm. There's some really fast guys and then there's some slower ones as well. So yeah. it's quite nice. There's a mix of personalities. Yeah. It's a little bit easier to manage as well. And, and you're racing this weekend as well. So, yeah. so how do you manage it? Because like, it's a pretty tiring day, yeah. you know, especially when you're kind of, because you're doing massage, so it's a physical activity. So how do you make sure you manage kind of making sure you've still got good enough energy to have a good race? Yeah. And kind of do... Um, again, I think it's setting those realistic expectations. Um, if I race 10 minutes slower at the weekend, but everybody's had a good time, then I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of most important thing for me. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the plan for the weekend? Um... Well, the plan is just to finish, but ideally I'd like 12-something. Yep. So uh, I used to be a bit quicker than that. Yep. Um, not a lot quicker, but a bit quicker. But I think if I sort of race smart and uh, don't go too hard on the first lap of the bike, don't get too carried away, then, yep. um, yeah, it should be achievable. Because you've done this how many times? This is my seventh. Your seventh road? No, seventh Ironman, Seven, sorry. And, and, and this is my third road. Wow. So, yeah, one that I finished and one that I haven't. And what are your favourite races? Um, I love this race. This, yeah. yeah, this race is one that I, I could come back to every year. Really? It's awesome. Yeah, it's such a good experience. Um, I've raced in some cool ones. I've done Mexico in Cozumel. Oh, um, wow. what was it was, like? Yeah, it was fun. Um, 
it's quite a challenge though uh, for UK athletes going there because it's November, December time. So okay. the weather is quite different. Mm. Um, it's probably quite similar to the Kiwi guys coming over to do this camp. Mm. Um, I know that it's starting to hot up, heat up a little bit for the weekend. Yeah. It's looking like it's going to be pretty warm out there. Yeah. So um, I think it, that, that brings a challenge to it as well. So then from the camp moving forward, have you got any kind of goals moving forward? or? Um, yeah, it's I want to be consistent. Um, I want to. I've really I've worked hard to get back training yep. to to this place. Um, coming on the camp last year as support crew, so it gave me a bit of a kick up the backside, really? and yeah, it made me realise that oh, I used to be able to do this, and yep. now I'm a long way off that. Yep. So um, yeah, it's a work in progress. Um, but but, but good on you because it's, you know, like often we have those moments of clarity. And I think the thing that I admire about you, Ollie, is that you kind of, once you see something, you can move towards it. You know what I mean? And a lot of people yeah. can see something but never actually take the action towards. And, you know, so the fact that last year you kind of had the moment of clarity of, of falling away from maybe something, mm. but also I've conditioned myself now, but in a way that fits into my life is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I think it's easy to easy to get out of the swing of something, isn't it? Easy yeah. Easy to get out of that yeah. routine. Especially when big life changes happen, like a yeah. kid, like, you mm. know, all those types of things. Yeah, definitely. And... I mean, triathlon's quite an an all-consuming sport, and it's difficult to manage that balance. And mm. that, for me, that's that's the key thing, really. Mm. I've seen a lot of really talented athletes, um, some who are well balanced, and some who aren't. And for me, it's uh, the measure of success. Really, is if you can go as fast as you can. Um, whilst keeping everything else, all the other plates spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Hey, keep keep them heavy. Are you messaging right up to race day, or do you, uh, do you get I'll, Saturday off? I think I'll get Saturday off, okay, yeah. Nice. Give, give a day definitely off no massage Sunday yeah. night. <laughs> no no so way. Come, come to me Sunday night asking for a massage. You're <laughs> not going to get a happy response. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your time, and thanks for the end of your Okay, camp, cheers, Awesome. Test, test. Okay, John, we get some random people who come up to us, and the random person's name is? Stephen Newman. Stephen Newman, good name. Newman from Seinfeld. Like, like yeah, like Newman, that's right. Like <laughs> Germany, right? Yeah. Newman. Newman. How's the strength of your hair? Take your cap off, we've got to see what is this. It's pretty good. It's got a, like, a bit of grey in it. Like. He's, got the, he's got the grey. He's about, he's about a year ahead of you, Yusum. Yeah, yeah, just on the 40, yeah, just oh, over the 40. Yeah. So, are you racing? Yeah, racing, yeah. Have yeah. you been here before? In the first time. And uh, I know it's still early days, but your first thoughts? Uh, it's going to be hot, I think. It's, it's turned it on. It was uh, very wet for the start of the tour at Dusseldorf, and now she's uh, very warm. Have you been up watching the tour? Yeah, the first two stages. I went up there and had a look at the time trial and didn't see any say, incidents, but uh, I certainly saw a turbo come past me and he wasn't looking very good. Oh, no. yeah. what, um, what's it like being at the tour? Uh, it's a good experience. I think, um, you know, bring your family along. I'm here with my wife and my boy. Yeah. Worthwhile doing, um, you know. Just try to fit it in around the, around the holiday a little bit. Yeah. Where you based? You're Australian, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Where you based? Sydney. From Sydney. Sydney, Sydney. Slap another shrimp on the bar. Slap another shrimp on the bar. Hey, so what's the goal for the race? Uh, well, to get the beer at the end, right? Oh, really? So <laughs> I rode the course the other day. It's um, very very fast, but it's not easy. It's mm. uh, it's a quite hilly course, but mm. it's got very smooth roads. So that's going to be good. And how many I'm distance races have you done in your time? Uh, 22. Oh, wow, cool. And this is your first time here? Yeah, first time here. Yeah, wow. first time here. Wow, we really interesting experience. What, what's your, been your favourite race up to this point in time? Obviously, oh. this weekend we'll take it. Uh, Racker next to John and Kona. Oh, did you oh, rack next to John you? and Kona? I remember, yeah. remember Newsom, yeah. Newman, yeah. right? Yeah. Really close, right. bro. Um, did, you, did you beat him? 
Uh, no, I think you got me by a couple of minutes. She had a, a half decent race. So I had a half not even decent race, but you know, yeah. <laughs> too much, probably too much, uh, you know, German. Like, like here, German food, but over there it was more like American food. Yeah, the Americans do do food well. Um, well, good luck this weekend, mate, and smash it out, and we'll see you out there. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah we'll have fun. I think you got along with you. So, John, uh, this is <laughs> massive expert here, isn't it? It is. We just we just got a taster before, and we've walked through, and that was just that was just one little alley of the expo. Now going past the beautiful water feature, and uh, oh, Bevan, there's another bike challenge up here for you, I reckon. Okay, let's have a look at this bike challenge. I'm going to take on this bike challenge. Let's see what's happening. That's Mills. Hey, go, mate. What, what's this here? What do we got here? I've got. I'm just going up some random guys eating some food. Can you speak English first of all? Okay, well, you translate for him. I'm going to say yes, he does. Looks like we've got some kind of. You're a fitness instructor? Yes, we come from La Fitness and we have what bikes? Very good bikes here. Oh, the what bikes? speak English very well, maybe. We're bringing the English speaker over. And uh, John, so these are the new bikes that look like a spin bike that you use at a gym for like a, a spin class, but they're obviously a what bike. So, what, what's the deal with these bikes? The deal with these bikes, um, they're really special ones because um, you can do the watt training with this one and we also have this coach by color system. That means um, we have here a computer and over there you can, if you put, press all your personal details in there, you can uh, train in your really own uh, training zone. Oh, cool. do, do you have a competition if he can do any uh, amazing numbers? We have a competition. Oh, what's two, the competition? Two actually. And it's, it's pretty easy. With this mm -hmm. bike you can, uh, you have to get 100 watts. Easy. Easy? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I, I feel suspicious about John. What's, what's the next but, part? But um, the special thing is you have to get 100 watts in this really, really good second, you know, because okay. our, our uh, what, what measure thing is uh, really I like correctly. a challenge. I like a challenge. Okay, let's okay. do that. <laughs> okay, so 100 watts, Bevan, is not uh, a great deal. Can I control the power? Can I... Wait a second, I'm going to turn up the saddle. Be Bevan's, Bevan's an experienced campaigner. He does a lot of spin stuff. Okay, here he goes. He's clipping in. No clippers pedals. He's breaking his glasses. What model glasses we got here, Bevan? Just cheap ones from the warehouse. From the warehouse. Yep. He's clipping in. He's looking quite serious. Well, have you got to do it properly? Okay, so what do I got to do? Oh, yeah, it's got some power. Okay. Alright, let's do that. I got to go as fast as I can to 100 watts. How, how, how and not that? as fast. You know, everybody thinks, okay, as high as, as much uh, pressure as you can do, but no, it's just 100 watts. Just get to 100 watts, so what, what, maybe we go lower cadence? So figure out how, how how fast you need to go and how much... Um, I reckon that's about right. I've, how, how do you say, say to that? Resistance. Resistance yeah, that you yeah, need that's how you do that. to catch the 100 watts. And, and stop it on the under. He's currently 87. Ready? So when, when you, do you time me? What do I do? Just go? You have a... <laughs> Around about a minute. Oh, it's too strong. He's up to 157. Oh, way too quick. Way too high. Way too, way too high. 117, 88. He's got no consistency. 98, 106, 98, 107, 109. Yeah, I'm close. 89, 88, 98. Come on. Oh, he's only up to. Yes! Oh, no, no. Pick it up. There was just the trial. And um, I don't know, not there again. <laughs> Come on, it's three times. All right, yeah. we get everything out. You have to start from the beginning. Oh, now it's a blind oh, oh, tricks of the train. Oh it's God. a blind test. How do you know? It should be too easy. How do you know if I've done it? 
We can't see the screen. You have to tell me when I have to get it back. Uh, get oh, away okay, okay. Ready, so, John? Ready. Can I get a minute? A minute. No, no, you can try it. Okay, ready? How, how long is it? Okay. He's just got to now ride okay. and try to get the feeling of when he's at 100 watts and then they take away the sign and we see what number he's at. reflection on his glasses, John. Hold on, we haven't started there, we've got to press, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. He's just too powerful, he's breaking this machine. I'll point out 500 watts here, John. Okay, wait a second, I'm going to say down a little bit, up a little bit. I'm getting some advice from this sideline. You should use this one cadence, a little bit of cadence. I reckon I'm getting pretty close. I reckon maybe just a little bit more. I think he's got too much power. He's got too much power. Maybe just a little bit more. Too much maybe just a little bit more. And I reckon I'm getting pretty close. And... and <laughs> this is great podcasting, John. Okay, I reckon I'm about there now. Oh, that's too high! So strong. Oh. Unfortunately. Name and where you're from? Phil Patterson, Christchurch. AKA Philinator? Yep. Phil, did you, were you, happy, you must have been happy with that nickname. Oh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you be? Oh, that's sensational. I mean, it was one of the early nicknames, so it was it worked quite well, really. What was the other one that John gives you but you hate? Uh, I, the material provider. Let's <laughs> not even go there. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. went from happy to end in a yep. second. <laughs> Hey, so a question I've been asking everyone in kind of these interviews is, is what is triathlon in your life? Whoa. I know. I don't make it Yeah, shit, straight to the deep stuff, eh? Yeah. Um, triathlon. Well, I, I'm not a big fan of swimming, um, so I don't do a lot of that. Yeah. But I do love being active. Yeah. And so in terms of triathlon, triathlon's a great way of being able to be active and be able to spread that fitness over different aspects of your life yeah. and you can do different things in different times so sometimes in the summer you can do more cycling and sometimes in the winter you can do more running and swimming not that I do much swimming but uh, yeah I mean I, for me someone asked me the other day this is my sixth camp and so I've all been on three now so I've been two epic epic camps yep. France and uh, Canada I've done three epic lights in Kona uh, and then, well, Kia shit, seventh camp. Yeah. No, no sixth camp, isn't it? Um, so I just love coming away to these things, and it's Why? all you do. What, what about it? Well, I mean, first of all, you get to see lots of the different places, and you get to do swim, bike, run, yep. which I love doing. Um, and then you get to meet other like-minded people who it gets to you. Sometimes you realize. Sometimes you think that in your life, there's very few people that do that because in my, in my life. Um, People think I'm a f- an idiot. Yeah, you're like a fruitcake, eh? Because yeah. who would go? Or who would take leave to go away and spend all their time exercising? Yeah, like very, very, very few people. I don't know anyone else in my immediate work life and things. There's not a holiday, is it? No. Yeah. No. Um, so it's it's a good way of being able to come away and get that energy again. About there are other people like you around and you, you know from listening to your podcast and stuff there are people but when you meet them and you spend time with them it's just a sort of reassesses that one of the things i always liked about the camps as well was that you realize that it's kind of a a successful person you know what i mean and like like even on this camp we've got different people yeah but in, in their own ways are kind of successful in life and there's something that rubs off about that which i really always enjoyed i think success is different for different people like i mean being alive is success <laughs> for a lot of people yeah um and I, I mean, I don't like to think of it as being successful. I like to just think that, like I, I, I liken it to you can handle 
zero to 100 on a scale of stress. And I like to be in that 90s. Yeah. And um, when you've got a family, young kids, and you know, you've got your own career, and then you're trying to add these other things into it, and you're trying to achieve the best that you can at all those things. Yeah. That's the challenge. And I've, I've never felt that you get it right because you may go past that point, but you're always going past the point either above and below. It's, it's a constant f- state of fluidity about mm. trying to get it. Mm. And I think that's part of the challenge is you never really feel that you do get it perfectly, but you're, you're always striving for that. And so for you, what, what have you learned about how to be in that place? You know, if you are saying, I like that, you know, and, and you kind of, if you had a use stress, you stress is kind of a psychological term. It talks about how there's good stress and bad stress. Yep. And ultimately, I think what you're saying is that I want a high level of demand and kind of in the picture, the puzzle of my life. Yep. And I thrive when I'm in that place when I'm probably doing it well. Yep. Uh, and so what are, what are the methods or what helps you to stay in that place? I think thinking of that bigger picture, um, like I've talked before, because I've been interviewed many, many times. Oh, you're a you know. superstar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talked last time about that uh, EFT, the tapping. Mm. And um, I think keeping in uh, in mind that bigger picture, but what, what are you what are you overall trying to achieve? Um, and then making sure what are the decisions I'm making now to try and make sure I get to that point. Mm. I mean, I know you talked about it with your, and I know. I love taking the piss out of you about that Monday morning meeting because it's just... Um, but in terms of some of the things you talked about, it's, it's very much like that. You're looking at it going, hey, what am I going to do this week or today or this moment to help me achieve that overall goal? And mm. it's the same thing when you're doing a race. And I think it's even more important at iron distance because if you make bad decisions early, you suffer those consequences much later. It's not that that time, it's much, much later. Mm. So you're always thinking... Am I doing, am I making the right decision for me right now? Mm. And that will change as the race goes on. It will change as life goes on. But it's about doing what is the right thing at that time Mm. for your circumstances. And it will be different for other people Mm. and different stages of their life and all those sorts of things. So I think that's probably that's that always that striving to do, to be the best version of yourself you can be at that time. You know, you've got a very demanding career. and then you do a very demanding sport, and you've got family, you've got three kids, and yep. you know. So, how do you make sure you have good energy for the family? Um, well, there's always, see, we, we always, um, the aim is for me six days out of seven to be, always be at home for dinner. Yep. So, we always sit down and have dinner together. Yeah. And I am always around on those six nights that for the have time with the kids read stories, they have homework and all those sorts of things, and then go to, they go to bed, and then uh, Jen and I have some time together, and then she tends to go to bed re- relatively early, and then I might work or I might do a wind trainer or yep. I've got my tre- treadmill back so I can potentially do a run as well. That's quite noisy in the carriage. So, yep. um, Yeah, so, so every day I know that that's going to happen. Jen goes to the gym six, day, six mornings a week, yep. so I'm always there to get the kids up. So... I don't know, I don't really think about it. I just, it's just, I know that I'm going to be there for those things. So I always know that I'll just... So it's a priority you've always yeah, put in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but also, you may, obviously, because it's one thing to be there, but then to be there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, so one of the things that I found uh, early on with with the earthquakes, you know, that sort yeah. of really just put things into overdrive. Especially with your job, because yep. you're an engineer, which you know, overload. Yeah, um, 
And I found that I couldn't take my phone inside. Okay. So when I get home, um, I might finish a phone call in the garage. I might be in the garage for 10 minutes. You know, it might be 10 past six or something. I don't bring my phone inside. So I don't Mm. have... So work is finished in the garage. Mm. And then it's family time. And then, like I say, later on, I'll go and get my phone and, you know, so that's that's how I've been able to do that because for a while I was noticing that I was getting I was taking going inside and we're having dinner and then I'd go and bath the kids and I was then on my phone looking and it mm. just it was a distraction so I wasn't really there. Mm. Yeah, you're so there I, but you're not. Yeah. So so now I've got to that point where I don't need to think about that. I, I sort of it's I don't even think about having to turn that switch. But once I go through that door from the garage into the house, I'm home. Mm. And then it's about the kids and Jen and. Yeah, so I don't need to think about that anymore. But I, it's it interesting just because you, you know, like the, the thing I'm trying to get to in life is that kind of whatever I'm in, I'm in. You yep. know, you know, like if I'm playing my piano, I'm playing my piano, and if I'm yep. training, I'm training. And, and it seems that what you're saying here is I'm, I'm learning methods that allow me to be in what I'm in. Yeah, you know, and so I can switch from because I'm sure exercise is also a stress release for work and, and a problem solving time, but also it's that I can train well. So. I get quality out of that, and then you know, turning off my phone allows me to be with my family yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, one kind of last question, but uh, how would you like to be thought of as a triathlete? Ah, oh. again, I'm going deep. Well, my daughter, um, I had a bit of a work uh, issue <laughs> a week or so ago, and I was just about not coming to the camp. And that was that bad stress. Like I was yeah. very concerned about some stuff, uh, one particular project, and I uh, couldn't sleep. I was just obsessed. Got you, very go, you go behind the eight ball more because you're tired. Yeah, yeah I, I likened it to someone yesterday. I said, look, it's, it's, like you're saying, I do have quite a few things I need to get done and need to organise lots of people and all those sorts of things. And so it was like a stack of cards. And then this, thing, this issue came up and it was like someone flicked out the bottom card and the whole stack crumbled down. And so what you thought you were in control of, you had no control, control wow. of nothing. Yeah. And that's actually quite hard to deal with. And, um, and, and my daughter said to me, she just, she said, you just got to believe in yourself, Dad. Mm-hmm. And it was like for an eight-year-old, oh my God, I don't know where she got that from. Yeah. But it's something that she, something that I, probably, I suppose has always been um, from my parents is if you work hard, the rewards will come. And it won't be overnight, but it will, you know, good things take time, so mm-hmm. to speak. So if there's one thing I'd like to be thought of, it's just um, someone that's worked hard. Nice. Just stri- I'm not I'm not the high end of the age group, um, but I'm trying to do everything. You know, family, work, triathlon, trying to achieve lots of things over lots of levels. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the one thing I'd like to be thought of is that I do work hard, commit myself, and then give it the best that I can. Yeah, nice. Uh, just lastly, what's the goal for the race? To finish strong. Okay, great. Yeah, my training hasn't gone well. I got sick for a little bit and just, you know, that's yep. just life. It's what happens. Yep. Um, so it's going to be an interesting challenge knowing that I'm not in the best shape I potentially could be. But I'll get through the swim. <laughs> I'll take the bike as easy as I can. Yep. I've got some numbers I want to stick to. But that should, make, that should make me relatively fresh for the run and then to have a good run. Because I always think that if... For me, if I can run well, the race will feel like like a success. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. if I can run well and finish strong, yeah. I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great because that that last hour 
You know, that's that's the real tough bit, and that's where I want to try and extract the best out of what I can do. And that's where you learn most about yourself, isn't it? That's that's yeah. the moment, isn't it? You know, like it's, it's all yeah. about. Right, mate. Well, good luck this weekend. We'll be cheering you along, and thanks for your time, mate. Thanks very much. I just wanted to say uh, thanks very much to you, Joe. She's been fantastic. All the support crew, Emma, Ollie, and of course John for uh, organising all these things. Yeah, and and, yeah. and um, Alan, you know, it's uh, it's just been great, and uh, you know, another successful camp under the belt, and of course, Newsom's old. Yeah. He's 41. So. How old are you? 41. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm actually older because I'm a month, I'm a month early. So. Oh, cool. I'm still in my 30s, so yeah. I don't even know what 40s look like. I tell you, I did the, I did the Christchurch half a, a sort of month yeah. as I go and uh, came through as the entry as veteran man. I was like, yeah. fuck, I've made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> I am in the old man's category. Oh, mate, you've got many years in front Success. of you. Success. Awesome, mate. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Test, test. Okay, John, we are walking down the road. It's a big day tomorrow, really, isn't it? Or, or tomorrow? Or uh, well, it is if we can get uh, Sky Go working for the All Blacks playing Lions. And, and uh, we're walking down and wrote in Germany. is this big rugby culture, and we see an All Black jersey. How you go, mate? Your name? Dan. I'm Dan Horton from Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, you're going to watch the game? Uh, we're going to try and watch the game. As soon as we're we going to try and watch? It's the question. Yeah, I don't know. We've asked all the bros, all the, all the cousins we've seen so far, and uh, we'll hatch a plan. I think we'll, we'll get something sorted. Okay, so what are you guys doing here? We are a travel tour operator for triathletes in the Northern Hemisphere that want to come down to beautiful New Zealand and uh, have a look around. And, and how many people do you get over? Well, we are in our infancy. This is our first season. So this is the big sell. So here we are at Challenge Off, the, the biggest and, and best triathlon event in the world, so selling our wares, trying to get uh, people down to New Zealand to have a look around. And will you sort of be combining that in with racing or just general tourism? That's correct. We're a 14 day or 17 day tour of New Zealand that includes our slogans travel train race. So while we, while we travel around we train, we train with the athletes, train with our uh, passengers and all on the road to a half Ironman or, or Ironman event in New Zealand. And which races do you choose? Uh, well Challenge, Challenge Wanaka obviously nice. is, is one of them, the sister event of Roth. Uh, we have Ironman New Zealand, Ironman Taupo 70.3 and a couple of uh, local smaller events which are equally as good. Uh, and all in uh, beautiful New Zealand, spectacular. And, and well, we can speak about that because we are Kiwis, so we know you do know this. Uh, just uh, what made you want to do it? Well, the, the, the business is really born out of passion for uh, one for triathlon and, and two for travel. Uh, the two complement each other really well. So we saw a, a niche um, where people want to come to New Zealand, they want to spend some time, and if they're coming from the other side of the world, you know, they might as well spend a couple of weeks. And uh, Mark, uh, my business partner, worked in tourism for a while. I've been doing Ironman since 2007, so we've just put a, a, a bow around two two, uh, two sort of uh, events or two products that complement each other really well. And you're targeting the European market or the German market? Well, yeah, the European market oh, as a whole, but yeah, the, the Northern Hemisphere is, as a whole. Um, Germany, obviously, huge triathlon country, uh, really strong here. Obviously, you've got um, some of the top pros coming out of Germany as well. So, yeah, Germany, Germany, Britain, Canada are our key markets. Awesome, and what's the website address? Our web address is tryadventuresnz.co.nz. Check it out, guys. Um, seriously, you can't go wrong going to New Zealand to train or race. And we're not just being biased here, are we, John? We're not biased. <laughs> Kia kaha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Righto, we have name and where are you from? My name is Mark Settler and I'm from Switzerland, from like Thierry. Oh, yeah, Thierry's from Switzerland as well. We've got a couple yeah. of Swiss. Uh, so you're doing the back-to-back Ironman in two weekends. Have you ever done that before? No, 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 it was uh, out of uh, pure stupidity. <laughs> Tried to sign up for road, but didn't get a slot. Then oh, okay. uh, Austria was uh, second choice, but then I saw that you organized the camp, so I thought, why not? <laughs> so you, have you been doing triathlon for long? 
Yeah, I started uh, 99. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So what got you into triathlon originally? Uh, don't know really anymore. Uh, I have a few friends that did uh, Ironman and thought it's quite fun. So I uh, started doing some sprints Olympics and then over the years started doing Ironmans. And so how many Ironmen have you done? Uh, done or finished? Done a bit more than finished. <laughs> but, uh, I finished uh, seven now. Okay. How many have you done? <laughs> Two more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're close to ten, but you need to. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so in signing up for two, did you change the way you're approaching a, the race, like when uh, you're doing back to back? Has the training pretty much been the same, or like what's yeah. been what changes in that way? Yeah, it was exactly the same. Um, I just thought I want to go for a PB in Austria, and. Uh, then was ready to, to just walk the marathon to have a long, long, long day. But uh, now I may feel a little bit better than anticipated, but I didn't train especially for that. And how did Austria go? Um, yeah, not superb. I had a good swim, planned for sub one, but uh, got uh, one hour, one minute. Yeah. Uh, the bike, I had a headache, so I took it easy. And uh, because I took it easy, uh, I recovered well until now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and run, uh, did run in total 40 kilometers, had to walk 10, but hope to do more this weekend. What is the personal best? Uh, 12.36, so I'm oh, back, so, yeah. So you basically got your personal best this yeah. weekend? Oh, yeah. wow. And, yeah. was, and was that the same as another race in the past? Uh, I once had 12.47, so oh, okay. it was a one-minute PV. Okay. PV is a PV. And I saw on Facebook you put a post up, over two weekends I want to do it in under 25 hours. So yeah. so, so this weekend you actually have to do a personal best again to achieve yeah. the goal. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, so then uh, how, how have you approached this week and how will you approach the race this weekend? Um... I thought that I will take it super easy, but then uh, on Monday uh, I went for a, for an easy spin uh, in uh, Austria, yeah. and legs already felt quite good. Then uh, on Tuesday we, we went for a little bike ride where I thought... <laughs> he was smashing it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I just want to test the legs uphill to, to see if, if I still have strength in legs, and uh, it went f uh, fantastic. So. Um, yeah, now I take it easy, uh, do a few efforts just to uh, let the legs know they have to do something this weekend. But other than that, uh, yeah, just easy. What's the triathlon community like in, Swi in Switzerland? Um, I think we're quite active, we're quite big, because uh, we have um, uh, top pro athletes with uh, Nicolas Spirik, uh, Daniela Reeve, Ronnie Schellknecht. So uh, we have quite uh, some quality athletes. We have a uh, nice uh, Olympic distance sprint series, and we also have one of the biggest Ironman, so I think we're not as bad uh, as, as people may think. How big, how big is Daniela in Switzerland? Is, is she a huge household name? Yeah, yeah oh, really? she's huge. Um, I think Natasha Bartman was a big, yeah. uh, bigger, but <coughs> uh, she's getting there, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So how do you make triathlon fit into your life? Uh, sleep less. Just get up early in the morning. So uh, what's your routine? Yeah, generally I get up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, go for a run or uh, for a bike, and then try to do something uh, in the evening. So generally I do uh, two sessions a week, but uh, consistency is not my strength. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good few months uh, before Austria, but um, yeah, generally I... Do, uh, I'm not really consistent. Do you, do you travel a lot with your job? 
Um, I did in the past. Right now, um, I have lots of work to do at work, so okay. uh, it's not as bad. When you're, when you're traveling, how do you make triathlon work? Um, yeah, I try instead of um, going for drinks in the evening, I go for a run. Uh, in the morning, I get up earlier, but uh, there are some days where it's just not possible. Mm. So uh, I, I don't care. I just uh, it's fun. I'm not a professional with. Uh, 12 and a half, 13 hours for an Ironman, you, you are not pro, so uh, I don't care if I, have, uh, if, if I don't get my training in. Now, you, how, how tall are you? Um, 1 meter 92, uh, 6 foot 4. Okay, I think. so, so yeah. does it, like, because you're a big unit, yeah. does, do, you, do you have to think of things differently? Like, oh no, your experience of it's always going to be your experience yeah. of it, but like things like nutrition or movement patterns, have you had to have things looked at differently? Because it's such a, for a bigger person, it's a harder sport. Yeah, I always had issues with uh, nutrition. Um, I may also say I'm big and fat. But, oh, uh, you're not. I, I was fat. I lost 20 okay. kilograms over the last four months. Okay. So uh, oh, okay. well, I so changed my wow. nutrition to uh, low carb. Yep. And since changing to that, uh, I have much less problems with uh, yeah, with nutrition. I, I wasn't able to, to get in uh, enough carbs during races. Yeah. And right now with low carb, you, you don't need as much. Yeah. And uh, I still feel good. But, uh, and you lost 20 kg. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. And yeah. that must feel great when you're training. Uh, running gets easier, yeah. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, for sure. Um, I run on, hel- on hilly terrain, so uh, I don't uh, smash my legs as much. Yeah. But uh, in the past, with the weight and everything, it yeah, was special. You need uh, special gear because the wheels, they don't work for for heavy guys uh, you don't get uh, bikes that are t- that big so and, and for your esteem what's it like to lose 20 kg uh yeah it's it's good everyone tells you uh, you're looking fit you're looking good so uh it changes quite a bit yeah. yeah yeah um a question i've kind of been asking everybody is how would you like yourself to be thought of as a triathlete yeah i was thinking about that uh had luck yeah you've heard, you've heard, you've heard of interviews yeah of course uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not that extreme uh, triathlete like others that are super fit, super thin, uh, that go for for top results. I, I just want to finish because uh, I love triathlon, but uh, I just love doing the races and uh, having fun finishing them. And if it takes you longer, you get more for the money. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the attitude. Hey, well, good, good luck this weekend. Hopefully you get that sub-25 hours over two weekends, you, yeah. you crazy man that you are. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing, mate. Yeah, thanks, thanks. a lot. Awesome. Bye. One thing I am noticing as we're walking around, John, which is slightly disappointing, although this may change. No. Oh, Bevan, here you go. Wait a second. What do we got here? What do we got here? Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. We're, the free bit food, bit the free cus- food's not as good here. Bit of couscous, maybe? Couscous. Yeah, free food. See, she hears me. She hears me. Free food. Okay, let's try it. Oh, we got a bit of quinoa. Quinoa. Apparently, that's, that's, what is it, a miracle food? Something like that? Superfood. Superfood. Okay, look, we'd love Yeah. We'd love to try some quinoa, please. Yes, it's quinoa and vegetables and a little bit potatoes and some herbs. So if I take this, I'll race very fast on Sunday? You race, race two times around. Two times around? Two times That's how good, yeah. Yes. yeah. My goodness. Sub nine and two times. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be at the finish. Yeah. Well, not that much, just, just a little bit for me. Yeah. Thank you. And wait for you with our good meals. Oh, nice. And with a bathtub for your feet. 
Fantastic. Oh, look at you. You're a star. Oh, getting a little sauce in here as well, John. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm going to you, 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 you holding it for a second. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Nice oh, little cup. He's just about spilling it. Oh, yeah. Nice bit of quinoa. Mm -hmm. I can see a bit of carrot in there, maybe. And I think we've got a bit of bit of balsamic -y sort of mm, olive oily type dressing. A bit salty. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I like it. Okay. Mm. Hand off, hand off. <laughs> and and what, what's the name of the product we're looking for? Tischlein Dicktisch. Tischlein Dicktisch. Yes. Dicktisch. Dicktisch. Very good. Only in Germany? No, we are also available um, all over the world while. VVV? VVV. Yes. Well, thank you very much. It's pretty good. I highly recommend, John. Superfood. See you again for the next round. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny, John, because I was just saying there's no food. And then we see food. So genius. Genius. Cuddly toys. We've got it all here. So, so John's currently uh, just in line to pick up his bag. It's, like as always, a German efficiency is at its best. So I just thought I'd kill a couple of minutes to kind of describe the Finnish area. Now, if you've seen photos of the Finnish area it wrote, it, it's a pretty special thing. And I'm, I'm out of bounds right now. I'm actually in an area I shouldn't be in, and I'm going upstairs. And I'm just going to have a look over the area. And what they basically do is you come into this finishing area at Rote, and I mean, a lot of challenges do the same thing, but at Rote, it's kind of the next level. And it's almost like a little a mini stadium is probably the best way to describe it. And you run in through this, it's quite a large kind of covered tent, I suppose you'd say. You run through that, and then you're going to be hit with thousands, probably a couple of thousand people sitting in this area. Run around there up to the finish line, and it's it's pretty cool like even just looking at today we're three days out from the race here and even just looking at that now you just think wow it's gonna be pretty cool come Sunday when you come up to that finishing shoot and then you come into this area here and you're bombarded with energy people and excitement and then what they do is you get over that finish line you have your kind of moment of glory and then you head over the, they've got a little bridge across the little river there and then you go into the kind of the post-race area but they do it well here they really do just obviously this is challenges marquee race but everything about challenge wrote is just of the highest standard and uh, you just even like we're, we're kind of you know, when you first turn up to a long distance race, if you're there a few days early, it seems a bit quiet. But even as it's quiet, it's just kind of this cool little energy around the place that kind of tells you something big's about to happen. So it's pretty exciting, kind of leading into three days out. John's just about at the front of the line of the queue to pick up his bag. And then we're going to go out and do a bit more expo. But just kind of got to say, this race has a pretty special feel about it. Now, if there's one thing I know about John Newsom, is that when he puts on a race, he takes a lot of pride in his race bag. And we've just come out of the challenge road, race bag pickup area, registration pickup area. And how was your registration process, John? I did say you spent some money. No, I got given money. That was even better. What's all that about? I registered a race and they're giving me money. Wow, mate, you are a pro before you even start. Why were they giving you money back? Because I must have paid for a one-day license, and I'm, because I'm a member of Triathlon New Zealand, I get the money back. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Because you wouldn't have known, would you? No. Oh, I wish I knew I would have taken it. So what's in the bag, John? It's Let's... a weighty bag, but now I've got, I go and collect now my stuff from the fan shop. So oh, you get stuff from the fan shop as well? Okay, so I see a bottle. bottle in there. Yep, I see the clappers. Pull oh, out the clappers. I requested the clappers. Look at this, you got the clappers. Because remember last time we were here, they yeah, had the bells. The, no, the, yeah, I had they. That's not. That's for my children at home, and that's not going to get annoying very quickly, no, is it? No, no. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll love it when you get it back home. We, they had the things that spin around last time. The wooden. Oh, the things. clickers. The clickers. Yeah. So no, it's looking good, but I will do the full analysis once I have the. What's this in here? What's this here? That's my bags for swim to run. And oh, okay. A lot a of documentation, flag. but now we go to the fan shop. If and you want, John, we can join the German army. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
as we walk into the pickup area where John's going to get his free bag, I think it is. Um, one thing that Nils did it was quite cool, I don't know if you heard about this, but basically every race he goes to, he gives out lots of spectator stuff that's about him. So like in one race he bought 300 t-shirts and the next race he bought like 400 headbands. And then for this race this weekend, he's bought 700 like kind of bicep bands nice. and all in this yellow kind of colour and all his supporters are going to give them out on the race so when he's out there racing people will be able to support him Good idea, clever marketing yeah, and also just kind of a bit of a mental push as well so kind of a, a pro kind of taking the, the initiative aren't they? It is and we're taking the initiative into the official fan shop okay. get my backpack. Here we go, get your free bag John You got your back, your back here, you're putting your bag in your backpack? Bag on bag Happy with the bag? I'm happy with the bag Good quality? Yep Good quality, it's got the wetsuit compartment down bottom. Very clever. Plenty of uh, plenty of little pockets here, there and everywhere. So no, it's a worthwhile bag. It's a keeper, Bevan. It's a keeper, it's not a present that you're gonna give someone else to keep it, so he's happy with his bag. We're gonna hit I don't think Blind would appreciate this as a present somehow. <laughs> We're going Oh, happy birthday, John! Oh, it is too. It's John's birthday today, everybody. How old John? 41. If you like your birthday spending it with me, it must be all your dreams come true. Don't get to spend many birthdays with my, my family any longer. Oh, you always overseas, don't you? Okay, we're going to go talk to Blue 70. Okay, John, so we, we're finished up at the expo now. We didn't really get a bag full of gear, although you did. I got my race bag. We didn't really go hard out on the freebies. I'm getting a little hot and I want to get off my feet. But I've got to say, possibly the biggest expo I've ever been to. Look, you've got, you got a big haul in there that we haven't even looked at. Oh, it's it's big expo. It's kind of one of the... It's, the thing about it is it's kind of an expo now. It's pretty hot today, but you could kind of bring your family down, have some lunch. Spend, it's not just kind of quickly walk around the expo. You could actually spend a few hours, kind of a bit of time just chilling out. Yep. Do your, do your power activities, try to hold 100 watts. Yeah, try to hit that 100 watts. <laughs> no, it's really good. Very impressed. Okay, so that's us out from the expo for this year. Oh, there's a bill from Challenge Wanaka. Oh, good times. Okay, Jombo, any comments on today? Think about the race. Well, today's activities for us has been going out. We left at, what, about 9.30? And yep. we were sort of down doing the media conference. I've done my registration, as you will have heard. And then I haven't done any training today yet, which is kind of part of the plan. Oh, they've just put that water out again, Bevan. Oh, the gold this, water. <laughs> Tell them about it, John. So there's this container, sort of a glass container, and they put all different sorts of fruit on top of it. And it's all good until we get down to about two-thirds of the way down, then the fruit starts clogging up the yeah, water, and the water doesn't come out. But it does not last very long when you've got all the triathletes around. Yeah. So in terms of today's activities, for me, it's just going to be going and doing the night run, which is a 11, I think it's 11.6k run from Hippelstein to Rote. I think we've got about 10 of our athletes doing. Some are doing it. Some are a bit nervous about running that sort of duration. But it is still only Thursday. Um, so I would normally be running this day anyway but it's going to be at eight o'clock at night so that's a little bit different but I'm prepared to you know just compromise having a fun experience and enjoyable time um, and I'd probably be running anyway but probably be running a little bit less than that yep. but just going to be a pretty cruisy run and, and take it all in and see what it's all about and finish in the town square and apparently there's a big party on and so it should be good fun. Yeah so we're, obviously we're recording this part although we released a little bit later it's about three o'clock in the afternoon now so yeah they have a big party atmosphere and by the expo area and then yeah Quite a few hundred people run this run, don't they? Yeah, well, I'll be interested to see. Andrew Abercan is our recommendation on this run. He said, you've got to go do it. They did it last year, so I'll be bitterly disappointed if it's not a thoroughly enjoyable experience. Yeah, so, and John told me he's going to try one of them, so, yeah, <laughs> on his birthday. John, John is downhill all the way. 
Oh, is it really? Yeah, because you know how when you're yeah. on the last 10k of the bike and, and wrote, it is just very gently downhill. So there could be some PBs out there. Oh, good times. And happy birthday to John. Yes. 41. I was, I was, we were walking between the chairs together, trying to leave the media, and John just decided to bend over in front of me. I had to pick up my backpack. It didn't warn me. It, it, it could have been disastrous. It could have been a happy could. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to you. So very good. We've uh, had some good times driving to and from road. Bevan's, yeah. Bevan's loving my cornering skills oh, in the van. John Newson, because. Because the thing about here is when you, you turn into a corner, it's not like you kind of just slowly go around the corner. It's kind of a corner and then you're going straight. It, it's, it's, we're, this, we're talking here motorways, you know, doing all the off-ramps and stuff. And I like to carry a bit of speed through those corners. And maybe if you're in like a low-riding sports car, I can understand <laughs> it. But when you're in a tall van, I'm holding on for dear life. And he hasn't learned. Like, <laughs> on day one, we followed him behind the van. I just about had a crash because I followed him that first one. You must, have been, handle, you must have been scared that one. You couldn't handle the power. Oh, I couldn't handle the gender, I tell you. And my van's high and longer so jeepers creepers it's just like everything with you isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway that's going to be us for today so we'll be back tomorrow we'll have some actually tomorrow's going to be a pretty cool day because we think there's going to be some big announcements which you'll probably hear we don't think we know okay we know there's going to be a big announcement but we're going to be doing some interviews maybe with Chrissy, Norman some of some Woodfield some of the real big stars of the sport um, and we may even try to get Frodo on tomorrow as well so we'll get some more good content for you tomorrow then Saturday before the race and then uh, from there it'll be race day so game on We've got one more uh, patron who's joined on the show. Now, you can help me out here with a nickname because we're, we're trying to focus on the camp athletes uh, that are patrons of the show. Yep. And one nutter, well, that was one of the suggested nicknames, actually, is Mark Stettler. So he did Austria. I'm in Austria last week. And weekend. he's one of the interviews we have on today's show. Okay. He's the one who did the two races, so they would have heard and, this minute. And he's doing four iron distance races this year. But as we said, I think on yesterday's show, he came out riding and was just laying down the hammer on yeah, us. Yep. So I was thinking, tell me, I was thinking sledgehammer. Oh, nice. He's, We've he's, never used that before? I don't know. We've used the hammer, I'm okay. sure. Okay. But he's a big unit. So oh, he's, I kind he's of a big unit. The sledgehammer. Okay. He's lost 20 kg this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Quite big. We're not saying he's a big porker. No, just, no, no, because he said he was tall. fat and he's not fat. He's tall. No. And uh, yeah, so, okay. What Mark is it? the sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Step. I wanna be Sledgehammer Okay, let's wrap it up, John. Iron Russ. Actually, sponsors? Athlinks.com. Social networking for insurance athletes. And extreme You like the buffer. And our patrons. And you guys rock. Okay, John, wrap it up. Iron Russ. I'm in Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.